I, I want to let our listeners know, because that was a quick hit with Lee Sterling. He was running late on um, another interview that he was doing. He does like 35 of them on Friday. But Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com, as you know, will join us at 815 uh, every Friday throughout football season. And he gives a game of the week where first 10 callers uh, get it free. And so that was a quick hit. So let me give you the number again, 800-400-9741. So I don't know. They may have had eight people call. Who knows? He may let the 11th in. Not saying he will. But 800-400-9741, if you call, you get the game. You get Kentucky Ball State. 800-400-9741. The Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN, is brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. I mean, TaylorMade, Callaway, Titleist, you name it, they've got it. The best putters, the best irons, the best drivers, the best woods, golf balls, all at Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Carrie and the team We'll take care of you. Get you ready for a big weekend, college football, and play a ton of golf. Look at the weather. Go ahead and book at the at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, play 18, and then go to the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Full bar, and they have a grill slash restaurant, and they've got a new menu. Leather chairs, over 30 TVs, great place to watch the games. All right, let's welcome in Jake Thompson. Uh, on three sports, Ole Miss Insider Jake joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Uh, Jake, good morning. How are you? Uh, good morning to y'all. I'm doing good. Ready that there's actually football to be written about this weekend. Yeah, I know, man. It's going to be fun. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, you're excited. We're fired up. Let's go. Ole Miss Mercer tomorrow, 1 o'clock. Lane Train starting his fourth year in Oxford. And I think we're going to have some QB drama before it's all said and done. So Dart's going to start, but we don't know who's going to, you know, how many other guys could start other games. Um, You expect to see Spencer Sanders early and often? I do. I mean, I think you expect to see all three tomorrow, probably with most most teams who've got games like tomorrow, probably are hoping that they get the scores where they can test out their depth. But, no, I think – I know he's been – kind of you know coy or kiffing about it and was even kind of kind of kiffing about it last night at his coach's show when he was you know he can take fan questions and one was trying to trick him and get him to say fill in the blank blank is the quarterback saturday and he said i'll i'll tell you this that the starting quarterback was a starter somewhere last year or he said somewhere else and the, the room kind of stayed quiet and then he amended himself because it made it seem like dart had just been replaced by Spencer Sanders on a coach's show. And then he said, no, they started somewhere last year. So they amended it. So it's, oh. uh, you know, who knows? I still think number two is who comes out there. But I think you see a lot of number three, especially tomorrow. I really don't think the quarterback debate situation will even look to be settled until next week. when two, The two-lane game is kind of obviously their first big game. Tomorrow, I think you're going to see everybody that, that can suit up that isn't going to be isn't hurt or considered to be redshirted right off the bat. Okay, yeah. Do you think Quinshawn Judkins will play past the first quarter? I, th- I think he'll play the first half. 
uh, okay. then obviously I'm sure they're hoping it's not like a 10-7 game and they need to stretch their guys out into the third quarter. But, uh, you know, they've been scrimmaging. Uh, they've been practicing in the mornings during fall camp, but their scrimmages have been right around the time this game is tomorrow because Lane mm-hmm. knew his first two games are at 1 o'clock and 2.30 in the, in the middle of the afternoon sun of September, especially down in New Orleans. So they've been practicing or game-type experience around this time. So in terms of worried about guys getting gassed because of playing in the heat, I think that's not going to be an issue. So it's more civil to score be an issue of having to play guys longer than they'd like to. Okay. Jake Thompson on three sports. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Ole Miss Mercer tomorrow. Um, I have the game 60 to nothing, so we'll see how it how it shakes out. Uh, what about Zachary Franklin, the transfer from UT, UT San Antonio to Ole Miss, wide receiver? Uh, he hasn't practiced. I mean, what what's the latest? I think he's just uh, – they're kind of slow rolling him back from – he kind of had a minor uh, procedure right before fall camp or sometime in the summer, late summer, before August got here. And it's kind of limited him. He has come out at times when they've done like walkthroughs. Uh, they're, you know, not full pads, basically in shorts, t shirts, kind of going through the motions on a practice that Kiffin deemed just be a light workout. And so he has been out there, but he has not done much contact uh, stuff at practice. And I think they're just knowing that they hopefully don't need all their receivers tomorrow. So they're going to wait and see how he feels probably next week and then see if they can start sliding him in there against Tulane, and if not, then I think you see him by Georgia Tech. I mean, we've been given no indication that there's been like a, a surgery setback, kind of like what Mingo had uh, a couple of years ago uh, when he had his uh, procedure done in the offseason. So I think they're just playing it smart, knowing what they have in him potentially, and there's not a need for another receiver suited up tomorrow if he doesn't have to be. Okay. Jake Thompson, Ole Miss Insider on the Out of Bounds show. Uh... Who's the who's the more talented wide receiver, Trey Harris or Jordan Watkins? You know, that's a fair question, but I also think it's one where I think they both are good at different things. But overall, I'd say Trey Harris. Uh, that's probably because we've just gotten to see him more. They've kind of been careful with Watkins the back half of fall camp, too. A lot of their starters are guys that they know they have that might have gotten nicked up or they don't want to get nicked up. They've, they've kind of not used too much in camp, but what I've seen out of Trey Harris is fantastic. He, he, you know, he looks good. I know we played well at Louisiana Tech. This is a step up for him in competition once SEC play gets here. But he looks looks good, looks the part. I, I mean, I, I expect him, and I also expect Aiden Williams. Those two to kind of be your top receiving productive receivers with Watkins filling once again, kind of filling that utility role of the slot guy. I know they've used him outside and some stuff, but I think he ends up being more effective in the slot. But your two kind of big playmaker guys, I look to be uh, Trey Harris and then uh, Aiden Williams. And then, you know, Zachary Franklin, if he can get his sea legs under him and become effective early in the season. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the 
offense about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Okay, so... So Aiden Williams is the true freshman from Ridgeland High School, uh, number two player in the state, I think, behind Sunterine Perkins. We'll get Sunterine here in a minute. But let, let's go back to Aiden Williams. So on a scale of one to ten, what kind of camp do you feel like he's had as a true freshman? I think the fact that he's he's kind of working behind Trey in the depth chart, so they're kind of one, one and two in the same spot. The fact he's worked his way up there knowing how many receivers they did have in that room, I'd say he had a seven or eight camp. I can't really go nine to or eight, nine, ten, just because he didn't earn a starting spot his first four weeks, you know, on the team. But I think he's had a camp that's a, a strong seven to where he's already being reliable enough to dispel Trey Harris on plays when they need be. Got him in the kind of in that two deep chart. Now we haven't seen it. Obviously, we'll hopefully see one tomorrow. But just from what we've watched in practice and rotations, he's kind of been that backup guy to Trey Harris. All right, what what does the running back room look like behind Quinshawn? You know, this has kind of been a discussion amongst us of just because, you know, they got Zach Evans last year and then they get Jam Griffin, a late transfer this year and eligible, who end up being more effective in these two years, last year and this year. And I think, you know, I think they may be in a better spot having Jam in the room in terms of overall effectiveness and able to complement Quinshawn. And then you've also got Ulysses Bentley, who's back and healthy. Had a rough year last year, up and down with injuries that just kind of nagged at him, and he was never full strength. And they've been using him in different roles. And then, you know, with those three, you've got two other guys in Matt Jones and, and Fred McAfee, but more so Matt Jones, who's who are returners but haven't really been big players because of just who's been ahead of them in the room. I think you've got a handful of, of running backs that can at least they feel comfortable with if they need to give Quinchon a spell after a big run or need to swap something up in the looks, but I think they feel really good about the room. I know this is a team that Kiffin said finally after four years, he's happy with the depth of every position and of the talent of players, one, two, three, four in every room. It's not where he's, uh oh, if a guy gets hurt or if a guy needs to come out for a second, he's concerned about who's coming in to replace him. And that's true for the running back room. He feels good about it. I don't know how much they'll use catcher Griscano, a true freshman because I don't think there's a need unless, you know, knock on wood, something happens to somebody else. But I think they just kind of have a luxury of bodies uh, that are better if they need to use all of them. Hey, Jake. I think I lost you. Jake, so looking at the defense, um, we we talk a lot about Cedric Johnson and, you know, Prince, and I was just wondering who you expect to, you know, you're playing against Mercer, so you can't get an excellent look on defense, but just looking at the defense, what is the best way that we're going to see who's going to be the leader on the defensive end? I think you just want to see the guys doing what they should be doing against a team like Mercer tomorrow. And like you said, uh, Cedric Johnson, who's kind of, now been the de facto leader of the defense, uh, honor awarded the 
Chucky Mullins Award will wear the 38 patch. So kind of voted as the, the, the captain of the defense, so to speak. Uh, but I think the rest of the defensive line, J.J. Pegee, uh Jared Ivey on the other end, uh, who's a coming back after his first year last year from transferring in. Uh, and you've got Josh Harris, uh, Isaac Ukwu. You've got a bunch of guys that are hungry to kind of show what this new defense scheme under Pete Golding is going to look like. And I expect, or they, they, they should expect this defensive line to, to be in the Mercer backfield often. And like you said, I know this isn't like the true test. Like, all right, they should be doing this against a Mercer team just because of the talent differential. But I think you need them to get that confidence to tomorrow and then over the next couple of weeks before they get to that SEC stretch starting at, at Alabama late September. So you talk about, you know, like the basically just doing what they're supposed to do. If Walker Howard comes in the game, you said you're, it's possible to see all three quarterbacks. Do you expect, you know, a, a couple pass sets and then maybe see how he does on a play action? Or is there something that he's the best at that Ole Miss fans should expect when watching against Mercer? Yeah, I think uh, with, with Spencer and Walker, but I think Walker's more of the pass guy. We haven't seen him use, you know, have him do much run set packages, so to speak. It's been more of a play gets broken down in practice. But Spencer, I think, is the guy that they want to be able to do both. I've, in the Grove Bowl, and then I've seen it in scrimmages absence, then in fall camp. Spencer is a guy that's comfortable with running uh, when they ask him to, when they need him to. And I'm still holding to the theory that they got Spencer. Obviously, he can pass it. He has a good arm when he's, when, with a healthy shoulder now. But I think they wanted to have two guys that one can do the running, and one can do the throwing, where they don't have to rely on one guy doing both and get into a situation where Matt Corral with his ankle last year or a couple of years ago, and they just couldn't, you know, and he wasn't out there because he got hurt, so he didn't have a true backup. Luke Altmaier just wasn't tested at that point. So now I think you've got two seasoned guys who can do both, but I think you're going to ask them to do one of each. Uh, unless, you know, Dart has to run, like if a play gets thrown up or he just sees an opening. Uh, on a on an option type play, but I think you're going to see something from all three of those quarterbacks. You know, I know we don't talk about Howard a lot, but I think he is going to get some time, not just in garbage time. I think Kiffin does probably have something up his sleeve for him. What that is, we'll see it when he chooses to to show it to us. All right, uh, Jake Thompson, the Ole Miss spirit on three sports, joining us on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Uh, brought to you by your next Nissan Pathfinder at Canon Nissan in Jackson. Jake Thompson on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line talking Ole Miss. Not just Mercer, but uh, what could play out here between Jackson Dart and Spencer Sanders. Boy, you sure get the sense. It's going to be Spencer Sanders eventually, right? I mean, you don't bring in a guy like that to sit. He didn't come in to sit. And that doesn't mean that Dart's not good. He's good. He's a legitimate Power 5 QB. And uh, maybe there's not a penny's worth of difference. Maybe there is uh, between the two. I know they're different stylistically, but they also are dual-threat QBs. So, um, Jake, did did Jason ask you about Sunterine Perkins? Or do you want to go not. over that side of the – Okay, all right. So, uh, I'd like for you to rate Sunterine's camp, and how, how do you think Pete Golding will use Sunterine Perkins? I'd say uh, Perkins had a, you know, I know I gave Aiden a seven. I'd say he was around a six or a seven because he started out with the kind of the, the third team or the threes, so to speak, obviously, just kind of in the beginning of fall camp learning everything because he didn't 
he didn't come for spring. He finished out his high school season and then came in in the summer. So he had to kind of start from scratch and uh, work his way up. But Golding obviously loves the kid. I mean, he's noted that he, he wanted to be where Perkins was. He's loved him since he started recruiting him out of Raleigh. Uh, so obviously the faith and the trust is there in what this kid can do. And that, and that was evident as he also worked his way up. Uh, he never really got to the ones, but he worked his way up into the twos as well, just like Williamson. I think both of them, I, mean, I know they're getting a lot of true freshman All-American honors or preseason freshman watch list. And I think with good reason, as that's going to be your your key young guy on defense in Perkins. And, you know, that linebacker group has some good guys who transferred in and some guys who are back from last year. But I think Perkins just adds another thing to that. And having him so young and kind of in, not inexperienced, but just young and not really knowing to stop, I think he's going to go full go. Uh, he's been all gas, no brakes kind of at camp. And I think that's something you need. And I know I'm sure we'll see him early tomorrow. I don't really think they're going to kind of keep him until the second half and then put him out there. I think he's going to be rotated in and out uh, early, which is something they're wanting to do again on defense uh, is be able to rotate guys in and out after each player, after a couple plays, especially now with the new clock rule of uh, the clock being able to stop after first downs. That also helps, you know, the defense be able to kind of reset and not have to haul it down the field. Or actually, they will have to haul it down the field. I'm sorry, I've got it reversed. The clock won't stop after first down, so that's sure. That is a reason why the depth uh, is big. Sorry, I'm sitting here getting my rules confused as they change yearly. It seems. Well, all right. So who who's the most talented? Who's the most talented linebacker on the defense? I really like Monty Montgomery, the the transfer in from, uh, I believe, Louisville, if I'm getting that correct. Uh, they've like, He's been in, uh, kind of out there with the starters from the start, uh, even kind of over Sistrunk and, and Coleman, who also was not out there for off-the-field reasons. And uh, But he has looked really strong. Uh, then I'd say right behind him is probably Sistrunk and then Jeremiah John-Baptiste, the transfer out of Central Florida. They're kind of the one one. B and C behind Monty, but right now it looks like Monty's probably that that one guy that you're going to look at, kind of like Troy Brown last year, who was a transfer first guy in and ended up being the the top defender for them in tackles and other categories last season. So it may be where the you know transfers come in and at linebacker and adapt to this defense well, the new defense. But I'm, I'm liking what I see out of number eight on the defensive side. So I think you'll see a lot of impact out of him. Okay, what's the biggest discussion around on the message board on Ole Miss Spirit right now around football? Just let's play a game. Where you know we've talked. I think all <laughs> of the talk, they've, they've they've prognosticated. We've prognosticated. We've uh, you know we've talked about. There's so many other topics, but I think they're just ready. You know, I think everybody was upset at first that it's at one o'clock on a September Saturday. It's the first game of the year, but the weather seems to maybe be a little bit better than it was looking a couple weeks ago. And now everybody's happy that there's a game at 1 o'clock tomorrow. I think that's just they want something else to talk about besides the what-ifs, besides the quarterback soap opera, if you will, either manufactured on purpose or not by those <laughs> inside. Uh, so I think they're just ready to finally have some plays to talk about. And then from there, you know, message boards will do what they do come Sunday. Everything will either look really great or everything will look really awful, depending on how tomorrow goes. But I feel I wasn't as bullish as your prediction. I think I went 48 to 10. I didn't go full 60 to nothing, but that's most of what everybody's thinking is that Ole Miss will hopefully get this in control in the first 15 minutes and then let them kind of treat it 
not not disrespectfully as a scrimmage, but let them work some stuff out if they have the ability to, and that the school board sure. gives them some cushion. Sure, sure. Uh, Jake Thompson, Ole Miss Spirit on the Out of Bounds Show. So, uh, are do you tailgate, or do you have too much to do for on three and slash the Ole Miss Spirit? I do some other pregame radio stuff on Saturday, especially for home, so I don't get to tailgate, but we are in the Grove, so we get to watch everybody else tailgate. So there's kind of a ah. by proxy or osmosis, I get to witness some tailgating. Okay. Like, are people trying to give you a beer or Bloody Mary while you're on the air, and you're like, no, I'm trying to focus? We get that. We get that on the busy games, especially the LSU home games. We get that because that's just, you know, they have them on, on the ready. That's their utility belts, is, uh, so they're they're handing them out left and right, but you know I, I'm responsible. I say no, and then I go find them afterwards if I have time between kickoff. But usually I don't have time between kickoff. I love it. All right, well enjoy it, Jake. You're right. I'm ready to play too. We've uh, pontificated enough, and um, let's play some ball and see what we got with the Rebs and Dogs and and some of the other teams. Uh, enjoy it. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk soon. Okay. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, Jake. Jake Thompson, Ole Miss Spirit, Ole Miss Insider. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Also hit favorites.com, F-A-V-E, favorites.com, to get a quote in four minutes or less. Go ahead and bundle your auto and home and boat and so on and so forth. All right, so uh, this is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Show is brought to you by the Honey Butter Chicken Biscuit. Honey Butter Chicken Biscuit. Honey Butter Chicken Biscuit. At Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue in Madison. Um, Jason, how do you feel? Are you, you know, are you okay? I'm sure you're beyond fired up after that that interview. Yeah, dude, well, I just, I keep forgetting that it's Trash Can Friday on campus. You know, like. Every home game, the Friday before, they set out all the trash cans, and it's like a it's like a campus wide holiday. And so, you know, Jake oh. talk, Jake talking about you know being in the Grove while he's, you know, doing his pregame stuff and everything. It's, I'm hyped. I'm fired up. Okay. I'm ready for this. And that uh, somebody on the text line sent a picture of their son setting up tailgating in the junction, and you know, green grass, oh, green grass. Man, I'm just couldn't be more excited. We're finally back. Hey, uh, who sent that? I I haven't looked at the text line in a while. I'm looking through right now, but uh, by the way, he did have boots on. So uh, okay, he had boots on. Well, here's what I was thinking with you. You know, I I've, I figured out what I'm going to give you for Christmas. I'm going to give you a North Face pullover. Whoa, okay. I that's, mean, that should be perfect for the growth, nice. right? Yeah. All right. I'm just telling you. Is that hey, my is that my Christmas bonus? Probably. Okay. Probably. I'll take that. And a bottle the of Tito's. That, it'll be powder blue and uh, the gift that keeps on giving. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. And uh, the show is brought to you by Core Cryotherapy and Wellness. Recovery is the key, whether you're working out as an adult or as a, an athlete, especially junior high, high school level. You've got to be able to recovery. recover. How do you do that? Well, Core Cryotherapy and Wellness offers an array of options for your body to recover. So as parents, you're listening to the show, how does my son or daughter recover from all the practices and all the games? 
Core Cryotherapy and Wellness. Core Cryotherapy and Wellness across from Sombra in the township. show is also presented by one of our new partners, Napa Auto Parts. Six locally owned stores in the metro area, including their new store, New Napa Auto Parts Store. I-55 North in Jackson. I-55 North in Jackson. New Napa Auto Parts Store. In fact, one of our listeners told us a great story about how good Napa Auto Parts was to them, and I'll have to read that in the third hour. Uh, Jake Thompson did a great job giving us a little bit on the QB race and Aiden Williams and Sunshine Perkins. It's a football Friday, week one. Let's go. Let's go. 